This is Mud from the Lost Omens podcast. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. And we are, some might say, live. Guess what? Via the power of the internet. Uh, wait, Did I Roll a Wild is back. Not only are we back and online and live and streaming, but we're also still your Marvel Crisis Protocol Shepatter Point vlog. I am joined this week by the one and only Mr. Michael Tisdale. And we have kind of a number of things to go over this week. First, uh, in the Discord today, which you can join if you uh, want to, uh, at no cost to you or, uh, or anything really outside of your sanity, uh, there's a link in the stream chat right now. You can also get one in the show notes to this episode if you want to join and hang out with us there. But there was a long conversation in the Discord today about what exactly makes a mercenary as I was trying to make an all-mercenary roster. And that roster got expanded very quickly to well over 30 people when initially I was struggling to get four. So also today, uh, AMG unveiled their new website, something they've been talking about for quite some time. Uh, to make things significantly more easier to have access to information, assembly rules, FAQs, erratas, and stuff across all of their product lines. Um, and that has created a, a number of things in the community. Some people are like, oh, dope. Site's great now. I can find what I want significantly easier. Um, other people have not had as positive of a reaction. But one of the things that we'll be going over heav- heavily is the new community use of intellectual property guidelines that they have on there. And as far as I'm aware, probably one of the most clear and transparent um, statements uh, made from a, a games company, especially for miniatures, as far as how you can use things, when, why, where, and how. Um, but yeah, Mike, how are you? I'm not too bad. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing rather well myself. Um, now, normally when we start these episodes off, we talk about games played and hobby thoughts. Have you played any games of Shatterpoint or MCP recently, or have you hobbied anything in their general direction? So I have hobbied a little bit. I built some terrain, which is, you know, all I do anymore oh, when it comes to building. But I did, wait for it, play a game. Two weeks ago. Really? Of, yeah. Of MCP or Shatterpoint? MCP, MCP. Nice. What'd you run? Come on. Really? In humans? Grand Brotherhood with Magneto. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So who runs? It was a win for the good guys. So we, we, we won 16-8. <laughs> nice. You know, well, I mean, Magneto is right after all. So I've heard that. Uh, what'd you but play? it was a good, it was really fun to play. What'd you play against? Uh, I played against Guardians with Thanos. Gotcha. Okay, so Brotherhood coming out on top, that's actually pretty dope. 
Yes, it was it was great. We we had a we had a big celebration in the parking lot where I told somebody they deserved it for playing Thanos. <laughs> all right, well, pretty dope. It was all it, it was all, all in, in good fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any highlights from that particular game? What uh, crisis did you play? If you recall, I do not. I do not recall. Sorry, it's been a while. It's been two weeks. Uh, but I know that a Magneto KO Thanos with two building, two kiosks, which was nice. All right, dope. Um, now what? And you said you've been having a bunch of terrain and Shatterpoint terrain, MCP terrain, a little bit of both. MCP terrain, MCP terrain. Anything super yeah. incredible? <laughs> uh, we have. I've been doing all sorts of MCP terrain. Oh, okay. we did. Uh, we did a bunch of the. Uh, we. We have a, a bunch of the New York uh, boxes left. The uh, apartment, not the apartment buildings, uh, the supplemental set they sold. They had the kiosks and the other uh, cars and, and light posts, I think, in there. Yeah. We built a bunch of those because we had a bunch of those laying around just to expand some of the things we can do with some of the tables at Adepticon and um, built a couple apartment buildings that we had laying around. So Nice. I know the apartment buildings are... Just when you know, as the scale gets bigger, uh, it can be quite the task. But you guys pump out a ton of terrain on a very regular basis uh, and travel it around yeah. too. As we talked about a few episodes ago, um, you guys supply it to a whole bunch of different conventions, including NashCon and GenCon. And uh, did you guys do Nova as well? I know that was just this last week. Uh, but. We sent a couple Shatterpoint tables to Nova. We uh, we did not send anything else. We sent what they requested. They asked for a couple Shatterpoint tables. We sent those there cool. to help out with that event. So, uh, no, but yeah, I just picked up I picked up a bunch of MCP terrain that we had lent uh, Nate GG down in uh, Tennessee for NashCon. So uh, we, you can see our terrain on a tour at Second Wind in August or uh, October, and it'll be at Warfare Weekend in November as well. So Rad. Okay. You can come see it there. Well, super dope. All right, well. Let's jump right into it then. So AMG redid their website today. First off, if you haven't checked it out, it's so clean now. Not that it, was it like... looks it looks great. Yes. Like, let's be honest, like it is. Everything is organized well. It's easy to find things now. I think it is. From a, from a usability standpoint is a huge upgrade well and even from the top right corner like you know you have the the three dashes to kind of pull down stuff it was not convoluted before but there was a lot going on and you kind of needed to know your way around a little bit but now that yes free trigger or that three line drop down is just each game type each one has its own sub thing for products transmission rules organized play uh, and you know in the instance of path of um Marvel Crisis Protocol, Path of the Worthy. Um, and then all the assemblies, just one it's one own tagline. And then even in there, you can find things incredibly easily. This was something I know they've been working on for a long time, but the ease of use is just very nice, especially when you're trying to find information. One of the Yeah, it's it's super clean now. I like it a lot. One thousand percent. Um in addition to that, and this was kind of the, the big thing that's been talked about, is the guidelines for community use of our intellectual property. Um, and this is something that a lot of companies put out there and they kind of just follow kind of basic copyright law. Um, I think they've actually written a really good piece on what is fair use, what's not fair use. They link um, some very direct stuff to um, copyright.gov. 
um, and gave kind of a bunch of just very clear guidelines on what you can do and what you can't do um, if you are trying to either create content, be a member of the community, um, and honestly, what just kind of constitutes or potentially infringes on, on the properties that they have. So I want to read this opening kind of paragraph that they've put out here because I think it has a lot of really good information and is written very well. Um, so this is from the, the guidelines for community use of our intellectual property on AMG's website at atomicmassgames.com slash IP policy backslash. And it says, we understand that a good portion of the gaming experience is not simply playing a game, but also strategizing, discussing, and celebrating that game in various ways. This may include anything from making a fan-dedicated webpage to making a homebrew scenario or a special rule set for a particular game. A set of custom accessories for your own personal use, artwork, fan fiction, or even a cake. We wholeheartedly support sharing your love or your works of love with the rest of the gaming community and have made this policy so that you know what is and what is not generally acceptable when it comes to making and sharing something that involves the brands and brand related universes, artwork, text, graphic design, or game mechanics, intellectual property or IP for our games. So out of the gate, I think as far as communication to a community, that is a very well written opener that they are obviously all for doing fan-made stuff, custom stuff, making a cake. Um, they go on later under fan creation to say that a fan creation is something that you have made using our intellectual property, being the brands and brand-related universes, artwork, text, graphic designer, game mechanics, and methods of play owned by us in the games we publish. Here are some examples alternate art cards or scenarios to use in our games, fiction set in our universes, artwork using our characters or set, fan-dedicated websites, and special accessories. Then they go through, effectively, how to be able to do that. If you make a t-shirt, if you make a cake, if you make a custom um, dice tray or dice, just don't sell it. That's, that's literally it. It's so <laughs> straightforward. If you're making a scenario or crisis cards, just don't sell it and share it. I think they've done a great job of not only not only communicating this, because I think a lot of companies don't do a great job of it, mm -hmm. um, but giving the reasons why and giving extremely detailed examples of what you can and cannot do. I think it's good to let the community know what their kind of boundaries are. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are going to be people on both sides here that are upset. There are some that, that are happy this is out there, things like that. But this is a business at the end of the day, and they are they're letting you know what they have to what they have to abide by. Mm -hmm. And it's super nice that they are putting it out there for you to look at, reference, and you can go to this at any time and check it out. So I kudos on AMG for putting it out there like like this. Well, and it's, I mean, for real, these have always been the rules. I mean, IP infringement rules have been there. Um, Correct. I agree with that. But it's not so much laid out in this, in this way that people can easily reference it in general. Mm -hmm. um, now, there are a few other kind of caveats as far as, you know, when you are um, making fan creations as far as give credit to the IP owner, right? Um, don't 
play it off as something as your own. For instance, this was actually a very good way to put it. And they put examples in here too. only use our brand names and titles as a reference to what your fan creation is about. What does that mean? Say we have a game named Ultra Awesome TM and you made a scenario for it called Continuum Magic and you have a website dedicated to your gaming group for Ultra Awesome TM. For your scenario title, do this Continuum Magic or Continuum Magic, a fan expansion for Ultra Awesome TM. Don't do this Ultra Awesome TM, Continuum Magic. Don't make it seem like it's part of the company's actual brand. But you can say, hey, this is an unofficial Continuum Magic thing or your thing, a Continuum Magic fan project. That is totally fine. And I think if you look out there, that's what a lot of people actually do. There's unofficial yeah. fan pages, there's unofficial Very much fan so. discords like that is super fine. Um, for your website URL, don't use Ultra Awesome in the domain name. Don't say Marvel Crisis Protocol whatever just just don't do it be a little bit conscious of that um one of the other bits where was it uh obviously under the dose selling thing or creating kickstarters or asking for donations or gating behind a paywall i think that's all pretty straightforward stuff as well there's nothing really super new there um and do not include substantial amounts of copied, including digital copied uh, game material in your fan creation. So, and I think this this kind of this particular section covers a lot of sections, whether it's three D printed models, whether it is um, literally just ripping the um, uh, tactics card format or the crisis card format and just copying and editing in your own stuff. That's kind of pretty straightforward you're taking an asset yeah. and altering it um pretty pretty easy correct <laughs> right um but using and making a crisis or making a scenario to play or a format is super valid and and fun yes share it with the community that's what it's for right you're either making it for yourself at home to use by yourself or you're using it to share so other people can use it just don't just don't sell it give credit yeah i mean give it's credit for what it's for it's similar to uh, it's similar to the what if format that we came up for mm -hmm. at Adepticon. We came up with a format for Marvel Crisis Protocol. It's out there for the community to find on on our website. Anybody can use it. Anybody can run it, and we like seeing those events run. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's really it, it's pretty simple to kind of follow these guidelines, uh, especially now that they've put them out there. Right. And in that document, which you can find at adepticon.org, it is just there for free. Get it, keep it, download it, use it, play it, run it at your local game store. Um, and it's a, it's first off, just kind of a ton of fun in general. We talk about what if quite a bit on this show, but um, it's, it's one of those experiences where like, whether you're a casual player or a competitive player or something in between, or, you know, just looking for something to do. What if is kind of, you know, clinical term. It's a lot of fun. Dopers, I, McGopers is what I was going to say. But make sure if you use Dopers, <laughs> Doper, McGopers, that you give credit to the original IP and and all that stuff. But I've never got to play in What If, but I heard it's a great time. I thankfully I was very lucky to have been able to play in one last year uh, in 2022 at NashCon and got to run my Oops All Shields list 
which was every everyone with a shield that could shield throw. And thankfully, Winter Guard had just come out, so I had another one with Red Guardian and just trying to ping shields off of as many people as I could. And it was an actual absolute blast. Dan says, you've played in What If, but was part of its creation? Or never played in What If, but was part of its... Well, so obviously at some point, you need to play in a What If. Instead of just... Well, I gotta have, I gotta have somebody run stuff for me. That's fair. That's super bad, valid. Um, now, this last part, as far as con- commentary creation, which you know affects us directly, as well as many other people, um, a commentary creation is a podcast, video, or written article whose primary subject matter discusses, comments on, and or critiques of our games. Other subject matter is excluded from this definition, such as, uh, such as a fictional narrative. That part is actually incredibly important, because that means a lot of different things. This is great. We love that you want to talk and write about us. If you receive direct or indirect monetary sponsorship by way of active or passive donation of advertisement revenue for a commentary creation, that will not be considered selling under guideline one. That's very that's a very good statement for content creators. Very good statement. Uh, But revenue generated from a commentary creation cannot also be used to support a fan creation. In other words, you can ask for donations to support the cost of your podcast, video, or commentary creation, but you cannot exchange any goods containing our IP in return for that donation. Goods not containing our IP don't fall under this policy, but be careful that they do not appear to be sponsored by us. Once again. Now, I'm not in the content creation sphere, but mm-hmm. this seems very, very simple to follow as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems very, very black and white, very, very kind of simple like i don't i i think they're giving the the content creators a lot of leeway i think so. and just some very basic guidelines to follow and once again like I, said, I, I don't i don't think there's anything here that is that is that um that controversial mm-hmm. um and i think it's it's one of those things that's actually kind of nice there's actual clarity here if you're in the content creation space or trying to get into the content creation space knowing what the rules are specifically around amg's properties um having that from the get-go you're not really going to find that with with other properties uh we're big fans of all sorts of different miniatures wargaming um between gw or infinity but they don't produce this for you to even know you kind of just got to either figure it out for yourself or or know someone who knows right. someone and and even they're usually flying pretty blind um the fact that this yeah. is out is actually hugely important for us because now we know we, we we just know now um when you just had to kind of like guess and roll the dice before there was a couple other things about no apps allowed under any circumstance um, you'll find this pretty much standard across any game system any third party app is never okay. And uh, regardless of how, and I really like how clear they were of like, whether they follow all of the above rules or not, sorry, apps are a thing. Um, and that from a licensing standpoint is very kind of straightforward. Um, any third party Disney or Fox or whatever app, they all get taken down. They're all very obviously unlicensed and unapproved of. They're on marketplaces, right? So if there's ad revenue generated, if you can pay for an app, if they have a subscription program, it's all very heavily (laughs) uh, against any IP and licensing. Um, And at the end of the day, a document like this and any 
IP policy is a blanket, right? It's to say, these are the things that are not okay. Does that mean they're going to be sending cease and desist letters to every single person that's ever done anything other? I doubt it, <laughs> but it at least puts it out there from a legal standpoint that says they are in fact trying to protect it. Um, and they have yeah. to do that. Otherwise they no longer have a company. <laughs> um, so I just, I know a lot of people are getting upset, but this has already been the case. They're just making that clear and telling you why. I mean, AMG is partnering with Marvel and Lucasfilm on these games. I mean, I'm sure that there are things that they have to abide by as well. And by them putting this out there to, to make it crystal clear what you can and cannot do, I think is a great service to the community. I think it's, it's great to have this out there that anybody can reference at any time. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, that's, and that's the thing, right? Is that, you know, well, this guy did this and this other guy did this. Well, which one broke the rules that are very clearly listed on their website. But, but yeah, I, I think this is something they've been working on for a long time and a massive shout out to the people that worked on this uh, at AMG, because this is once again, just something that's just so nice to see, just so nice to actually have access to. You can pull it up on your phone and double check before you go to an event, before you go to uh, a, a show or whatever. You just, it's all there, all there. Any other uh, thoughts on that before we jump into? Just like, just a second, what you said, kudos to AMG for putting it out there. It's awesome to have with all of the, uh, with all the examples and everything they put in there, mm-hmm. whatever you're thinking of doing, if you consult this first, you will probably get an answer uh, of, of if you should be doing it or not. So um, they also have, and this is kind of the last thing, as far as one of the things that I struggled with, um, when going to AMG site was finding the transmissions that I was looking for. It was always easier for me to go to Facebook and go through that to find the transmission. Um, in the dropdown under the, the three dashes, there's actually just a transmission section. You can click on whether it's the studio and organized play, MCP, Legion, Shatterpoint, X-Wing, and then they're all just there in a row. You can just look through or you can search by affiliation, which is so dope. I don't remember this on the website, but there's a keyword search now for these transmissions. Yep. I, was that there before? I don't remember seeing it. I there may have been, but it searched everything like. OK, across like so, you know, you type in like whatever Zemo and now it has anything that Zemo has ever come up with. But uh, maybe I can't remember. Maybe there wasn't. And that's the thing. Not having that to reference is awkward in itself but um no it's just as far as actually finding that's just convenient especially when you're like they just announced the core box too right and you want to find all of those things without having to search through multiple facebook groups or discords or whatnot it's just like you can go go there and actually let me try this let's try this live probably a bad idea but (laughs) (laughs) we go to transmissions and we type in core Actually, actually, yeah, that works. Dope. And it comes up with the transmission over the why we made the Earth's Mightiest Core set. Type in, let's try Spider-Man. Did you have to search for Spider-Man? Oh, do you want me to search for someone else, Magneto? Literally anyone else. Oh, okay. How about Iron Man? Search. 
Yeah, and all Iron Man stuff comes up. Hulkbuster, new Iron Man from the new core box. It's all there. Dopers. But we got to talk about some mercenaries, Mike. Okay. So I was having... You you love you some mercs. I do. So I was looking through some memes, right? And uh, one of my favorite interactions in the Marvel Universe is the interactions between mercenaries with one another. Deadpool and Bullseye's relationship is very genuine, very complicated, but also very straightforward. Um, Same with Taskmaster and Bullseye, Taskmaster and uh, Deadpool, um, Phantom X and Gwenpool, Luke Cage and um, Iron Fist also having the Heroes for Hire, which Deadpool based the Mercs for money off of. Uh, I I really like Mercs and I really like the way that uh, they interact with each other like heroes don't normally. I think there's a lot less facade. Um, One of my favorite bits in Marvel history is when Bullseye is hired to take out Deadpool. Gets frustrated after just hours of chasing him down and rocket launchers. And there's a part where I think Deadpool comes out in a frozen pig carcass because Bullseye couldn't throw anything through the frozen meat. And at the end of the day, Bullseye was like, listen, man, I was paid for this. I don't spend money. All I do is earn money and assassinate people and do dirty work because I like to do it. I actually don't care about the money all that much. Can I just pay you to go away for a couple years? And then it'll be like I did the job. It'll be great. I'll pay you like two million, get an apartment, just hang out. And Deadpool's like, yeah, okay, I could do that Um, and does. And that's how they like ended a Deadpool series. He just like went away for a while. Um, And same with Taskmaster and Bullseye. Bullseye getting hired against Taskmaster for two rich dudes to teach them golf better. Bullseye, obviously a great <laughs> shot. So the one guy hires him. Another guy hires Taskmaster. The guy who hired Bullseye doesn't get any better, obviously, because Bullseye's like, well, I'm not golfing for you. I can't teach you this. But, right. But Taskmaster with the photogenic reflexes and stuff is like, oh, yeah, just do this. Boom. Teaches them it. No problem. And they, they have a back and forth about it. And I think that's super funny. So I want to make a roster that is all like the quintessential mercenaries. Now, those three that I mentioned already, very obviously mercs for hire, mercing people for money. That is what they do. Now, to expand on that, what really makes a mercenary at the end of the day? How do we keep this roster to a point where we're actually making decisions without being like, well, everyone in Hydra is kind of a mercenary? I don't necessarily think so. Um, Sabretooth and Wolverine, are they actually mercenaries or did they, were they working for an organization? Does Weapon X count as mercenaries? Is Cable a mercenary? Domino, 1000% is a mercenary. But what about the other members of that group? Do you have anything in your head right out of the way that says this person is a mercenary, so they should be included? Uh, for me, like Gambit is like a mercenary. So he's willing to do anything for money. Mm-hmm. You know, he's will, even if it's good things or bad things to good people. Um, and that's kind of my 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 barometer for a mercenary. If they're willing to not have a moral compass for money, that's that's a mercenary for me. OK, I think that's actually a very good distinction because um, on the discord, it turned into, you know, Red Hood. Is he a mercenary? I don't think so. I think I would say no. I I don't think so. 
Uh, so, and I would say the same for Kingpin, um, even Green Goblin. Not, I don't, I don't find a mercenary. Um, no, Green Goblin's not a mercenary. So when looking up like the top 10 mercenaries in Marvel, it came up with a lot of characters that are in the game already. Crossbones, 1000% a mercenary. Moon Knight. Yes. Gambit. Luke Cage, Domino, Iron Fist, Punisher. Now, Punisher is one I kind of took an issue with, and I think you would probably agree there. And yeah, Punisher's a bad guy, but he is not a mercenary. He would not take money to uh, sell out his ideals, Correct. however wrong his ideals are. I think, uh, I think he would not do that. When you were like, a mercenary is someone that is willing to do bad things to good people for the right price. And I don't think. I think Correct. Punisher's super willing to do bad things to bad people, but not necessarily. Oh, I mean, that's that's his whole shtick. He doesn't have a shtick if that goes away. Correct. Uh, Dr. D says John PCN sells out all the time, though. He's a real mark. I he does. Whoever that is right now, I think it's my mom, actually, last I checked. But yeah, John PCN. Is your, is your mom John PCN? I do believe my mom is currently John PCN. She beat me in Shatterpoint on stream a couple weeks ago. And I think someone was like, does that make her John PCN? I was like. I guess so. So beating you in a game is how you get to be John PCN. Well, so we haven't really announced this officially, but there will be a tournament series to be able to be John PCN. It's a little bit of a gauntlet. Oh, come on. It'll be a little bit of a gauntlet, but it'll be super worth it. Um, I think I already said Bat Rock. Taskmaster, Ironmonger, who I initially assumed was Killmonger in Iron Man outfit. It is not. It's what is it, Jebediah Stain or Abadiah Stain, something like that. The guy that like steals Obadi- Obadiah, Obadiah, Obadiah. Yeah. Uh, Bullseye, and then Gwenpool were on like the top ten list. And surprisingly enough, most yeah. of those characters are in the game. Silver Sable and Phantom X aren't, as well as Batrock, which I didn't realize until reading that article that that meant I wanted Batrock in the game. But Ironmonger probably not as likely. But uh, Phantom X and Silver Sable I think would be dopers, magopers. Yeah. Those would be cool to have in the game. Taylor says so. I, new roster see, idea. See, I would. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, what yeah, Taylor say? Taylor. I guess we could give him a second here on my show. <laughs> go ahead, Taylor. He what do you got to say, bud? New roster idea. Who would be the top 10 candidates for John PCN? That I really like. All characters named. John. I think. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. That's a lot of Red Skulls, though. I don't know if I want. Or I guess that's Johan, right? It's not John. Well, I mean, come on, it is. You're gonna Red Skull is going to be the John PCN. You're gonna have I don't to know how you feel about that. Not great, personally. But Well, you know, you should let better people in your organization. Wow. All right. Probably. Uh, so the thing is, <laughs> uh, so I, I really like that distinction. So that would have cared. Now, so like Wolverine Sabretooth, willing to do bad things to good people for money. Yes, both of them. Sabretooth. I think so. Traditional mercenary, though? Maybe not a traditional, but like you could talk Sabretooth into it and it wouldn't take you a lot. Yeah, I, I find that pretty valid. Uh, Wolverine. Though. And depending on where, where you find Wolverine and his story arc, like you could definitely talk him in, into doing bad things to good people. Probably for a cigar and a beer. All right. Yeah, no, well, see, that's the thing is. I don't, does he usually even take the money or does he just steal Cyclops motorcycle to steal it? Whether he's told to or not. That's stealing. That's wrong. So he's doing a bad thing to a good person, Mike. These are your terms that you've rude bad thing to a good he's, person. He, so he's a mercenary. 
<sighs> I hate it. No, Wolverine is a t- Wolverine is a mercenary. Okay, I hate to tell you this, but you guys get to have him. Captain America would not approve of Wolverine. That should actually be the barometer there. I don't know. Doesn't he? If Captain If Captain America approves of your actions, you get to be a good guy. Otherwise, you're a mercenary. Huh? Captain America approves of Punisher for the most part. Doesn't approve of the, yeah, the math. Not really. I don't know. Maybe that was just one scene I'm remembering from Civil War. But uh, other characters uh, that I think I forgot to mention. We had Crossbones, Taskmaster, Bullseye, Elektra. Deadpool, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Gambit, Moon Knight, Gwenpool, Winter Soldier. What do we think there as far as mercenary? Winter Soldier? Yeah. Does brainwashing count as payment? I See, I, I don't... I, I personally don't think so. I don't think Winter Soldier is a mercenary in the, in the true... In, in my definition. Okay. I don't think he's a mercenary. Like, someone like Rhino would be a mercenary to me. Now, see, I completely disagree there. So, like, by the definition of he's willing to do bad things to good people for money, sure. But, I don't know, he just doesn't have the mercenary vibe. That Tim, that was my definition. It was your definition, but it's not necessarily my definition. I don't like Rhino as a mercenary. I don't think that's right. You, you can be a criminal and not be a mercenary. Sure. Like Magneto. Magneto would be a criminal that's not a mercenary. Yes. Is he's an extreme protester. That's not a mercenary. Yes. Um, Correct. Now you couldn't pay Magneto enough to sell out on his ideals. Yeah, 100 percent Actually, yes. Yeah. So people of heavy virtue. So and I think that's the thing that exonifies Punisher as well, right? There's no amount of Correct. money that would have him betray his ideals. Um, Correct. Okay. Uh, so, and this was another big part of that discussion was Guardians of the Galaxy. Rocket and Groot, before joining the Guardians, were mercenaries. 100% mercenaries. 100%. Without, without any question. Uh, Gamora, the cosmic assassin, was it for money or was it because of orders? It was because of orders. It wasn't because of money. So you have, you have Gamora out, even though she's willing Correct. to do bad things to good people. Correct. All right. All right. Nebula. Same deal. Yes, they would fall under the same cloud to me. Okay. Which is once again just confirming people that are willing to do bad things to good people, but don't count as mercenaries. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Star Lord. Mercenary. I. To me, he feels like a mercenary. He would do it. He would do it for the money. So, and I, I think it's important to, distinct, uh, to distinguish, right, that you don't necessarily have to be murdering people or KOing them. No, let's say. it's doing bad things. So stealing. Stealing for hire. Correct. Mercenary. Black Correct. Uh, yeah, I'd say she's a mercenary. See, and this is the, how do we how do we limit this to less than 50 or is that just a new format? Is anyone that has taken money to do bad things to good people just a merc? No, because it's like it, characters. it can't. Well, it can't be just one. That's the thing. It can't just be one time. It has to be a consistent pattern of being willing to sell out your ideals. A pattern. OK. OK. Yeah. So. Hmm. 
Well, oh, okay, we've been playing with my definition of what uh, what a mercenary is. What is yours? Because clearly you don't agree with me. I, so I don't agree with any of even my own previous mercenary-based <laughs> rulings. Because initially I was like a contract killer, um, which Black Tom and Juggernaut could technically be a part of that. Um, now, I wouldn't consider either of them a mercenary, though. Right. So... I mean, there is silver sables and there's the obvious ones, right? I think the, the, those 10 that we listed earlier, Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist, uh, traditional mercenaries. But I don't think that they would take money to do bad things to good people. But they are definitely mercenaries. They are definitely heroes for hire. Yeah, but they're heroes for hire. They're not bad guys. Mercenaries are bad guys. No, mercenary is just a contractor that will do things that other people aren't necessarily willing to do. No, because it's bad things, usually. I don't think that's necessarily accurate. Oh, I think it is. I think that Deadpool has taken jobs, uh, many jobs that are doing surveillance or uh, stealing back something that was stolen in the first place, stuff of that. I mean, Deadpool's a mercenary, though. Like, he'll do anything for money. But he won't do that. Oh, no, no. Yes, he he will. Listen, I've seen the movies. He will do that. Okay. So what would your roster of 10 be if you were trying to make a roster of just mercenaries, just murking around? So, so models, I like that. So models that are in the game. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I think Deadpool's your leader. Well, he's not a leader. Oh, I thought we were going to give him a leadership ability. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, I want to play crazy. a roster of 10 that is all mercenaries, but because the term mercenary could be a little ambiguous, I want to boil it down so I can get a hard roster of 10 that could have an affiliation potentially, if possible, um, to play. So if I'm picking 10 that are in the game, it's Deadpool, Domino, mm-hmm. Moon Knight, Gambit. We'll, we'll give you Luke Cage and Iron Fist. All right. I'll take it. What am I at? Six? Yes. Uh, I would go from there. See, I would say Rhino. Okay. So, and, and once again, this is, this is you building a list, so I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll accept that. Uh, I would also do, probably do Gwenpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm missing some. So I'll throw you a softball, and I think my roster is going to be based around Criminal Syndicate with Claw as a leader. I think Claw, very obvious mercenary. I forgot about Claw. Yes, Claw is a mercenary. I forgot that box was out. Sorry. So Claw is your leader. Yeah, definitely, because he has leadership ability. But there's got to be another guy out there, guy or gal that can get can lead a mercenary group. We, I, I want, I want Logan, Logan. Okay. So, but all the, mm. all right. So you, because I, I would say Logan is more of a mercenary than Wolverine. I completely agree at that point in time. Yes. So potentially Weapon X. 
Uh, once again, that's fighting under the Weapon X subtype, right? You're yeah, part of an organization at that point. So like, Correct, Apex but there, was time, there were times when Logan was not under the Weapon X program that I fully believe he would count as a mercenary. So Apex, Predator, Sabretooth, I think probably easy mercenary as well. OG, yeah, Sabretooth, maybe easy. not as much because he's very much under the Brotherhood banner at that point. Correct, yeah. But Okay, so, so you could potentially go Weapon X. Um, yeah. X-23. I don't know a whole ton about X-23, but she seems like... I don't either. If she's under that Weapon X banner, she seems a bit roguish. So, like, she could she could definitely be uh, under there, but I don't know enough about her story. She's So, from my understanding, because I have read some with her, just not a whole ton, um, she was more like, we point pheromones at this target and she takes them down uncontrollably. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think Taylor's right. She's probably more assassin than Merc. Primarily concerned. So, uh, Taylor says, Mike got it on the nose, by the way, Merc definition. Primarily concerned with making money at the expense of ethics. That is, that paraphrasing of what Mike said, I think, is the perfect definition. Primarily concerned with making money at the expense of ethics. Rhino does not have the ethics to say I shouldn't steal or merc. He is not primarily concerned with making money and giving away those ethics. Those ethics are already there. You just not want Rhino on your squad. I just, you just he doesn't. You just he, don't want him. He doesn't scream merc to me, man. No. You got to have ideals I, that you're betraying to be able to betray those ideals. Stealing is he doesn't. You're telling. You're telling me Rhino doesn't understand that stealing is wrong. He doesn't feel that that is something that he should not do for free on a regular basis. Rhino would do those things without. I hope you warmed up before you stretch that much. No, 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 no. Rhino would do the things. Hurt yourself. Rhino, Rhino would do the things that Rhino would do without being hired to do it. He just does them. That's just Rhino. That's not a mercenary. Yes, but he would do them for money and he knows they're wrong. But they're not, he's not breaking his own ideals. His ideals say, well, I can steal. Would you, would you prosecute Rhino in a court of law? Would he be, would he be found competent for trial? Yes. Exactly. So he knows what he's doing is wrong. But that we're not talking about whether they know it's wrong or not. We're talking about betraying their ideals. He's not betraying his ideals when he goes out and steals from somebody. If he's hired to go steal for someone, he's also not betraying his ideals because he would do it anyway. I don't think you're right on this. I think I, I, I think I'm right. I think you are wrong. And this is my show. So I'm right. Well, I mean, you have to beat me at a game to be John PCN. Well, you got to beat my mom at Shatterpoint to, to be John's PCN. So we've never you will never play me at a game. So. That's not true. Actually, I did beat you at a game at Gen Con. What was that game we played? The card game that I beat you guys at twice. Dumb ways to die. Exactly. I won twice. Mm -hmm. So I, I am John PCN, apparently. Dr. D says Bullseye would never 
would not ever do what is right, even if, if he was paid. All right. So now by that definition of my definition of Taylor's definition of Mike's definition, that would mean bullseye is not a Merc. And I'm not willing to accept that Dr. D at all, at all. Dr. D, Dr. D might be right on this one. That bullseye is not a mercenary. No, I disagree. Okay, if he has an ethics structure that's all bad, and he won't won't get rid of that to do something for money that's good, he's no longer a mercenary. He's following his own values. That's by your definition. Hold on. I agree with you, Taylor. Dr. D is a merc. Uh, yeah, accurate. Now, see, okay, no. So, bullseye. 100%. He's a mer- merc with text-to-speech. <laughs> That's actually incredibly accurate. But so, so Bullseye, 100,000% merc. He's now betraying his ideals because he doesn't do those things for not money. I, I, I agree with Dr. D on this. Rhino Bullseye is not a merc. Rhino doesn't want to kill people for not money he thinks that's wrong so he doesn't do it but he will steal for himself and just being a thief is not being a merc correct but he would do those things for money yeah which would violate his principles potentially rhino is the type of person that would take money to violate his own principles does rhino have a history of working for other people though or is he normally just crashing into banks to steal money for himself i don't know i don't read spider-man so what i'm hearing is that his primary concern is just stealing for himself not primarily defying his ethics right i i i think that every time i've seen rhino he's working like on behalf of kingpin really so he's kind of a merc yeah i did so normally when i see him it's just like oh rhino needed some cash again so he ran into a bank i do kind of avoid spider-man though so yeah well he avoids most attacks because of his spider sense too so not not buildings so so far you had uh the heroes for hire deadpool taskmaster you're taking out bullseye now apparently but putting in rhino claw and pool so you're at seven no, I thought I'm putting in Logan and say and say uh, Apex Logan Predator. And Apex, okay. And you got one more. Yeah. Who rounds out that? No, I thought I, roster? I thought I had eleven. Eleven. No, okay. you know who's you know who's gonna you know who's gonna round it out just just for fun. Black Cat, because I like that model. Okay. Oh, Gambit. I think I forgot to say. I think that was the one that I missed. Oh, okay. Well, if, Gam- if you didn't say Gambit, Gambit's in. If I'm at nine with uh, with Gambit, uh, it's Black Hat is the last one. Okay. So I think so. I'm in a pretty similar spot outside of a uh, outside of a couple. Um, I don't want Logan and and Apex Sabretooth in there. Uh, I also don't want Rhino in there. I also don't think. Ugh. The black cat one bothers me a little bit because like she doesn't scream traditional Merc, but by every definition that we've talked about, all 17 that I've said were mine, I think she falls into the. She does. So, so, hold, so what is your list here? Let's go through it. I'm going to write it down. 
So out of the gate, Claw. Gambit. Okay. Deadpool, Taskmaster, Bullseye. Crossbones. Electra. So I got three left. Uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. And the last one would be... I must have missed one. I have Claw, Gambit, Deadpool, uh, Taskmaster, Bullseye, Electra, Cage, and Iron Fist. Gwenpool? Gwenpool's the one I missed. Okay. And uh, Dr. D, I do really want to say Sentinel Prime, but... You say Sentinel Prime, I'm ending the show right now. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Maybe Shadowlands Daredevil? Daredevil's a good guy. Not when he's Shadowlands Daredevil. He's still a good guy. If the Hand is a group of mercenaries for hire to kill, and the leader of them is definitely a mercenary. I know Dr. D also yeah, sent that's, Prime Classic Mercenary, so. That's painful. That, oh, that Daredevil's in there? Listen, that's yeah, because Daredevil's a good guy. That gives us two criminal syndicate leaders, too, so we can use versatile strategy and run both. I really wanted to somehow shove MODOK into this and just rebrand him as mercenary, mercenary organism designed only for contracts, but spell contracts with a K. I think I think, I think that's trademarked by Mortal Kombat. I don't think you can do that. Oh uh, no! Th- yeah, combat with a K is trademarked, but not, but not contract. Tim, you made a great enemy this day, says Doctor D. Daredevil is the polar opposite of someone who goes against their enemies. Doctor D get Doctor D gets it. Well, I like this guy more and more. Don't get possessed by a demon, man. It literally makes you go against your ethics. It's almost like it makes you a mercenary. That's so weird how that works. I would almost even take Gambit out. I don't how know dare who, you? I don't know who I would put in his place. But there's got to be someone from the Brotherhood. Pyro, I think you could make a mercenary. No, I don't think so. Oh, Domino. I don't think I said Domino. Put Domino in there instead. You did not. Instead of Gambit? Instead of Gambit. But Crossbones is such an easy include for me. He's not in your list, though. He is. He was the first one I said. You said Claw first. A Crossbones Claw. Claw. Oh, okay. Um, Am I now at 11 now? Yeah, you are now. All right, take out... uh... Shadowlands Daredevil? Because he shouldn't be there. No, nope, 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 nope. Crossbones, Claw, Deadpool, Taskmaster, Bullseye, Gwenpool, Luke, Iron Fist, Shadowlands, Daredevil, Electra. That's 11. I counted 10. Am I just really that bad at math? Maybe I am. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway. Now, if you were to expand that, Tim, you can be assured this will come back to haunt you. Daredevil is literally pure. I'm not talking about Daredevil. I'm talking about Shadowlands Daredevil. It's a different one. It has the same name. Maybe they're brothers, man. I don't know. 
but one's the leader of, the, of a criminal syndicate. And I think that's- Daredevil would never abandon his ethics. What do you mean? He, do- he totally has. No, fake news. Whoa, he was okay. Okay. Daredevil, right? Protector of the weak, right? The people that can't protect themselves. You know who can't protect themselves? Bullseye in a hospital bed. Who snuck into Bullseye's hospital and beat the ever living snot out of him? Good old Matt Murdock. Yeah, he probably deserved it. I'm not saying he didn't, but he was defenseless. Was he? Is Bullseye ever actually defenseless? In that particular position? Yes, I think so. As hard as that is to admit, yes, I think he does have the capacity to be vulnerable. And sometimes he can defy that vulnerability, which is why he's a mercenary. So, so Matt Murdock is not as good of a guy as like Captain America, but he is a good guy. And good guys sometimes have to take care of bad guys when they're in bad situations. Hmm. Cap would never do that. Cap would wait for him to be full strength. Woody? Because Cap is who we should all strive to be, Tim. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you there, too. Uh, Cap willing to sacrifice superheroes as a whole just to not have to write his name on a dotted line. How many deaths could have been prevented if Captain America had just fallen in line and not made a resistance? You know, poor Goliath. Family friendly show. It's a family friendly show. Poor Goliath. Wow. All right. I don't like that this episode is just going into you and Dr. D agreeing with each other a whole ton. Are we? Not at all. But before we uh, before we head off. There is a mercenary. That is getting a new model and card. And that is the first on my list. Crossbones. Mike, would you like to go over crossbones real quick with me? Sure. I'm gonna I haven't go. I have not had a chance to look super close at these cards, so I'm kind of excited for this. I'm actually gonna use the new AMG site uh under because I didn't get to demo at Gen Con all day, every day. And you should have come over. I would have been happy to give you one. I tried and you told me to get away. I go did. back to my side of the hall. Well, that's where you belonged. You go back over there with your stupid vest, and I'm going to wear my dope shirt. But the new Crossbones card, uh, which, you know, if you may have been thinking, oh, Crossbones, not a mercenary. Well, guess what? His name is Crossbones Merciless Merc. So jot that one down. Uh, But Brock Rumlow. Actually, let me get this up on screen for y'all because I'm a nice guy. Let's just go boom, boom. Before we dive into the rules, is it is it possible real quick mm-hmm. to talk about how good this model looks? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I absolutely love this model. I. This might be my favorite sculpt out of this box. So very legitimately, um, I am kind of inclined to agree with you. It is absolutely stellar. Like, absolutely stellar. And um, uh, in in the new core box, there actually there's a whole bunch that are really, really, really good. The the Dr. Octopus um, holding the the vial is also super great. I even think the Black Widow is super cool. Oh, she's kicking off the Hydra drone with the uh, kicking off the Ultron drone. 
Yeah, the Ultron drone, sorry. Um, and it's cut in two pieces, too. Like, it is severed in the middle. She is kicking its torso off of its lower body. It's- yeah, I, I think all the sculpts in this box are great. I do think Crossbones is my favorite, though. There's just something about it that just kind of oozes that, char- that character to me. It's just super cool. Go ahead and keep talking while I try to get this up on screen. What else do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're trying to get the card on screen. I take it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know what sort of firearm he has on his hip, but that thing looks vicious. I don't know what it's supposed to be or where it's supposed to be from, but it would take someone the size of crossbones to fire that thing. Yeah. You're not, you're probably not incorrect there. Um, and that's actually a pretty big part of his character is, or his character card, which is definitely, like so close to being on screen right now. Is it? I it's think on so. my screen. It is. Boom. There. Oh, why is it so tiny? Oh, nuts. It's all hecked up. Genetics. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. But. Boop. Here it is. Boom. Got it's it. Working, it's working great on my Mac. Classic. Yeah, you would say that. Anyway. Uh, so <laughs> Brock Romulo, the merciless Merc four, two, two for, uh, defenses, which, uh, is the same as his OG character box, uh, six health for three threat size two short movement. Everything for the most part is the same. Here's the first major difference. And I'm glad you brought it up, uh, Tisdale in that gun. His gainer is the plasma beam. Beam three, B three, strength five, zero power, gains a power after each attack is resolved. This is on a three threat. Remember, beam three with Pierce. So good with Pierce on a wild and a skull, and then you can change one of the defending's uh, crits, wilds, or blacks to a blank. I love this, like just so much. As far as crossbones, a short mover, being able to put him on a back point, like a lot of people would use Wong um, kind of as a cheaper character. Granted, he's not two threat, but leaving him on a back point where people aren't going to be, I think is going to be a really great use for him. And we'll find out more with his first and only superpower or active superpower. But he also has up close and personal as his spender. Uh, This is physical. Range two, strength eight, four power. After this attack is resolved, if the target character is size two or less, this character throws it short. So he keeps that spender that he has from the OG where he gets up there and he hurls people, uh, which I really like. However, he does not have the steroid of the overpower like he does on the uh, original core box. He now has hit and run. And this is why I think he's going to be a great addition to have on that back line. Move up, hit and run, beam some people, move back. Um, constantly scoring for, th- points. for three points. I think it's really good. Oh, very much so. Uh, he also has aggressive, which can also help him get further up for points if people do try to peg him off that back line. And then he has I can't take it. Now in the core box, we've seen. Uh, no, no, no. He can take it. Oh, he can take. No, sorry, that's what I meant. You can't damage him as much because he he can take it. Now, yes, he can. Compared to Iron, he can't Man, do this all day, but he can take it. That is very true. Well, we don't know. He could have that on his on his injured side. It could be there. Like it's not that card is out, but like he could. He could do it all day. It better not be. When we flip this card, it better not be. It's listen. I it's, I struggle enough to get the healthy card up for this. So 
<laughs> We're not even going to bother with the unhealthy side. But he, uh, unlike in the core box where he could pay, uh, pay one for uh, inured to pain to reduce the amount of damage by one, to, not to a minimal one, just reduce incoming damage by one, he now has an innate where when this character would suffer damage, uh, he reduces the amount suffered by one to a minimum of one. Now, he and Iron Man kind of flip-flop their invulnerabilities in the new core box, where Iron Man's before was the Iron Man armor, which reduced it just like I can take it. Now, Iron Man has I am Iron Man, which you can pay one to reduce it by one, not necessarily to a minimum of one. So I kind of like how they flip those, both the side that they're on and the character that it's on. To mix yeah. it up a bit. But with Red Skull's new leadership, where uh, you can count the first skull as a crit in any one of your roles, um, I think that that plasma beam can be really awesome. Um, if you happen to be like me and you constantly roll three skulls every time you pick up dice, um, it's going to it's gonna serve a very nice spot, especially when you do that. Might, might get a pierce out of it now. Right? And now it's like, oh, yeah, this is like guaranteed now. But um, but yeah, I think great, great model, insanely good sculpt. Really like him quite a bit. Um, excited to see him out there in the new core box. It looks like on his injured side, the only thing that changes is he's five health. It looks like everything else stay, stays the same. That's that's what I thought, and that that tracks with the yeah. traditional crossbones and kind of the villains, you know, starting really strong, right? And I really like that. That's kind of an ever present theme. Um, is that characters that kind of come out or ambush people or kind of get the drop on people usually have higher stamina on the on the healthy side, and then they get worn down very quickly or as things start to turn uh, when they're on their injured side, they lose some of that stamina. Did you see in this uh, article, Tim, where it says Captain America is the representation of the best of humanity in it? In the panel to play for crossbones? Yeah, third paragraph, last line. Just wanted to point it out. He is the epitome of darker human emotions, the balance to Captain America's representation of the best of humanity. Hmm. Well, maybe if he got a super soldier serum, he'd be the best of humanity, but he's not. Not everyone's that lucky. We're not all did lucky you, Captain America. Did you not people. pay attention to the movie? Good Lord. Uh, it amplifies everything. Right. Good becomes great. Bad becomes worse. So listen, all I'm saying is crossbones at the end of the day is still the epitome of something that's human. He does a good job at it. He does the best at it. Some might even say he's the best there is at what he does. And what he does is darker human emotions. Oh, already here first. You did. You did. And only here probably. (laughs) But I think I'm going to get analysis like that anywhere else. That is actually very accurate, insanely accurate. And once again, you can get that that uh, crossbones uh, transmission on the new AMG website. And it's been uh, it's more easy to find than ever. You can do what I did and just search for crossbones and it pops right up. It's pretty nice. It really was. Good job, AMG. Tim, I know we're I know we're short on time, Mm -hmm. but I have a question for you. No. Go for it. Okay. What if, for the what if event next year, you could play any tactics cards as well? Elaborate. You could bring drop off or rocket boots 
So you're saying what if we what if we just got crazy with it? So what you're saying is I could run a force with Kingpin in it, give Kingpin rocket boots, have him drop off She-Hulk and then have nope. No, never mind. Listen, I could drop off and have a different flyer that was a force affiliated special delivery She-Hulk. That would be dope. Yeah. That would Or be you know Magneto can drop off Juggernaut. Mhm. Yeah, I think uh I think you can't it can't really be what if unless you could say yes to every what if scenario, right? I I think I think we may do that. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a a way for people to utilize some of those cards that have been uh you know, gathering some dust. I think it might be an interesting thing. So we we're we're kicking that idea around. So I was just curious what you uh, what you thought of it. I like it a lot. I'm curious how to implement it, or if you, I obviously I think no rules equals better. Um, but, for just for that event, but just for that event, yeah, full send it, full send it. Field dressing like back it. on like the, it would back on the map. Rocket boots. I don't know. Right. I know no one loves rocket boots as much as I do, but it's just very funny to me to have Kingpin dropping off people with rocket boots for around. Like that's those have to, those have to be some very powerful rocket boots. They, for well, him. they are. That's why they're banned. It's because they were very yeah. powerful <laughs> rocket boots. But no, I think I think I, I think it would be fun. So yeah, full extended rules. I like it. But yeah, so uh, Doctor D asked Doctor D asked a question. Um, he wants to know if you can go over your childhood traumas and how they influence your decisions. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, you can find that on the cleanup phase, probably Patreon only (laughs) MCP big show. And you know, that's where the real, that's where the real meat is. That's where all the childhood uh, traumas rest. But yeah, (laughs) so I think that's going to bring us to the end. Mike, thank you for stopping by. This was an absolute blast. And thank you for indulging me and not still having a firm definition on what I think mercenaries are. Um, and I think you, you probably, literally have the definition. It's oh, in your chat. That's true. That is, yeah, that is now the uh, the official definition. Um, but uh, but yeah, thank you for coming by. And as always, guys, we uh, come out with podcasts literally every single day on professionalcasual.com, whether you're looking for actual plays of Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition, Arachne, uh, the miniatures game. Comic book rundown uh, does all sorts of comic book reviews. Uh, head over to professionalcasual.com. Check those all out. There is a ton of content there, regardless of what you're into or unregardless, some might say, because irregardless is not a word that is now in the dictionary. So now if you want to say irregardless, please say unregardless, because that is not currently in the dictionary and the only one of those that is not a word, at least for the time being. Um, but yeah, blogs, vlogs, everything. We stream here on Twitch every single weekday. Um, and, uh, yeah, catch us at Adepticon next year where there will be the first timeline event, which sounds real dope. If you want, it does, we'll reveal, reveal a little bit more about that in the near future. Ooh, well, 
That sounds awesome. I'll, speaking of uh, things being revealed soon, Mini Stravaganza is next week, uh, and we will be doing a whole ton of stuff for that. So make sure to tune in because uh, AMG doesn't ever disappoint with Mini Stravaganza, and I am stoked, Stoker McGokert, for that. But yeah, have a good one, guys. We'll see you next time. And uh, remember to leave the blood on the bracket. This has been your Marvel Crisis Protocol Point Shattered Cast. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.